0: Two, five and 10. your source for bullshit free NHL news analysis and insights. Now here are your hosts, Kevin Naughton and Ben Stewart. Hello everybody, and welcome back to another episode of two, Five and 10. What we have here is just a plethora of hockey information coming at you fast, coming at you quick, Benny, what up, baby?
1: I'm just happy Mother Nature cooperated where we we were able to get an episode in instead of a three-week hiatus because of snowstorms.
0: Oh, well, allegedly uh, winter may still be going here. There's possible wintry mix coming on Wednesday. So, you know, it's just uh, New England doing what New England do. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm dealing with uh, my first Midwestern Heat severe thunderstorm with hail tonight
0: but oh nice that'll be good uh, how's the cobster doing that uh she's
1: she's laying on a floor next to me sleeping she doesn't care about shit oh that's good she'll sleep through fireworks doesn't matter will she pee in the rain uh yes but only on cement
0: interesting jo- joey is First. like the biggest p-u-s-s-y and like <laughs> he'll just like look at you and he's Do I really got to go outside? And they're like, dude, just go pee and come right... Like, I have a carport. He could pee on the carport. He's so stupid, he goes into the yard still anyway. It's like, what an idiot. (laughs) Like, idiot. Like, you're covered. You could pee right here. Yeah, Kobe, she'll
1: use... Because I have a carport, too. She'll uh, pee there for the most part. But if we're on a walk, she'll pee on a cement. But she walks really slow. Like, her feet are in cement. And uh, she'll never... Unless she absolutely has to. She never, like, shits in the rain.
0: Well, I mean, that, like, that's she, fine. But at least, it. like, at least she, like, knows. Like, I'm like, dude, you're covered and you can't even figure out you can pee <laughs> where it's not raining. Like, you look at me like I'm the worst person in the world and I just sent you out there to pee in these conditions. Like, no, you were covered. You you could have peed right there. But yeah, neither here Joe, nor there.
1: Joey's Joe about energy. He's not about smarts. I'm trying to think of a, a hockey player with that type of... <laughs> no, legit.
0: He's a... He, like I always tell Redder, I said we got a good one, not a smart one. L- like you know, like, <laughs> like he's a good boy, not the smartest, but he's a good boy. I uh, I guess like business, right? <laughs> uh, oh, no no, no, don't my dog's smarter than that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I know right before we hopped on, we had a lot, we have a lot of stuff going on in our entertainment center as I like to call it. But Right before we started, I started complaining a little bit about my boys who are playing uh, Carolina right now, second game of a home and home. I have a couple of rants, two quick rants about them that I want. Okay, hey, we're already
0: here, we pal. Floor is yours. Have at it. We'll start here.
1: So the first one is: so Ryan Lingren took that hit from TJ Oshie uh, three three and a half weeks ago, hurt his shoulder. I don't. I don't know if you saw the replay but I feel like you can tell that the way his arm was, his shoulder was basically lower than his hip when he left the ice. So it was either a dislocated shoulder or a broken collarbone, Uh something along those lines. And there was initially there was a fear of he was going to miss the rest of the season. And then it was day to day. And then it was week to week. And they never put him on LTIR because if they did that, they're like, well, then he would have to, Miss 10 uh, games in 24 days. We don't think it's going to take that long. And then they were doing all the cap juggling and the roster gymnastics up until a cane trade to be able to fit him in under the cap, playing with five defensemen, four defensemen. He came back last game on uh, Tuesday night at home against Carolina. His third shift of the game, he reaggravated aggravated to shoulder. Now he came back. He missed. He left the game. He came back. He finished the game. He's not playing tonight. Now the Rangers are saying, "Hey, we just want him ready for the playoffs." Then why didn't you fucking do that before the deadline when you could have put him on L- ter- long-term injured reserve, banked his cap hit, traded for a replacement, and then activated him for the playoffs and had eight quality defensemen instead of well, we better hope Lingren's healthy because otherwise we have Mikula on a first pair for a deep playoff run. Like
0: I don't get what the fuck they were thinking. Now, I'm I'm going out on a whim here. It's New York. I'm assuming there there's probably really good and expensive doctors not too far away. I mean, why rush something? You guys are in a very good spot currently. I mean,
1: ninety-two points.
0: I was gonna say. I mean, I don't think the Islanders are gonna catch you with eighty-two. So you are where you are. You're locked in that third spot. I mean. In no disrespect, I mean Ryan Lindgren's not a guy who's going to move the needle for you. I mean he could be a good playoff guy for the rough and tumble, but uh, I mean why? He helps why the rush?
1: Like
0: I just I don't get the rush. Like if it was a dislocated shoulder, fucking yeah, leave him out until the playoffs. I, I don't know. The fuck do I know?
1: That's I don't. So that's the thing. I don't think they rushed him back per se, but it's just the bad resource management where they could have gotten his cap space by putting him on L- IR, they could have traded for somebody. They could they could have traded for Orloff if they yeah. wanted to. Yeah. And then they would have had Lingren, if he was healthy enough to play in a playoffs back with Fox. And then you would have for the last four spots, six guys. Where you could have obviously it's Truba, Truba, but you have Schneider, Mikola, Harper, a guy like Orloff, and uh, Miller. That's pretty good. Now it's, well, we have Mikula on the first pair, and hopefully Lingren can make it through alive in a playoffs, which is a near impossibility based no. on last year. So I, I just I don't understand. Two
0: games, and Lingren's out for the rest <laughs> of the playoffs.
1: <laughs> so that's one thing. The second thing is, now I know this isn't why he's the quality of player that he is. This is. Isn't why he gets paid the big bucks, but I swear to God, I am already tired of seeing floating Patrick Kane, just floating through the neutral zone and floating through the defensive zone, making uh, spins and pirouettes to nowhere and nobody, just standing there waiting for a a breakout, the head man up and come in on a on a rush, just going God. nowhere
0: fast. God. <laughs> Damn, does this guy just like, I mean, ironic not call too, him a boy because he just floats like ironic enough, just got voted by the NHL players this week for the best stick handling in the game. But I mean, he's like the his
1: passing, like almost every pass is a perfect sauce and his vision is still elite. But if it's in this neutral zone or the defensive zone, you're basically playing five on four. So all this talk about can a Rangers, does he want to stay in New York? Because apparently the Rangers want to keep one of him or Tarasenko. Give me Tarasenko, dude. Like four years younger, dude actually hits people and he shoots the fucking puck. Not saying Kane's bad. It's just like I'm watching it right now. He just coasted. Now it's a three on two against because he coasted into the bench for a change. Like, I know you won your three cups, dude, but let's go. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: let's pick it up a little bit.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that was my rant that I wanted to start off with here. All right.
0: Uh, where so, Where do we
1: go from here, my love? Do you want to talk about uh, our upcoming new jerseys?
0: We can touch on that. Uh, announced today that—was today or yesterday? I think it was yesterday I texted
1: you. Yesterday, yeah.
0: Yesterday morning that— uh, Fanatics is now going to be the NHL jersey retailer for next season. And for me, I mean, Fanatics is great for all one shopping, like all in the same place online. But outside of that, I mean, they have never had a jersey deal before. I think this is a swing and a miss by the NHL. Fanatics is dog shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like their quality is shit. So I stopped buying gear because they basically they're the Amazon of sports apparel now. They basically own everything. Get it in and, bulk. Yeah, you can't buy a shirt that lasts more than three washes before it starts fading or or cracking or whatever. So I stopped buying gear a couple years ago, and I got tired of those commercials. NHL fans, like the, the fake one yeah. in essential. Um and now with the jer- like obviously they're not gonna have like iron on shit for the jerseys. So I'm not i I'm not sitting there saying, oh my god, the Ranger jerseys, the the A is gonna fall off during the middle of a game. It might. But the replicas and like the as worn by quality that you're going to spend $300 on instead of it being an Adidas or Reebok quality. It's going to be Fanatics quality and it's going to be no reduction in price. It's going to turn off a lot of people who are going to put their hard-earned money money into purchasing some gear and then it's going to be shit and they're not going to buy it again. And then the, these teams, it's, obviously it's not going to be a huge revenue loss, but they're going to lose revenue because of this. And it's for 10 years. I've never heard... Of a 10-year deal for jerseys.
0: I just think it shows you as to how bad no one wanted it. Like, Adidas had it for, what, the past four years? I think it's been four. Yeah, And I think they've been okay. Now, I guess they were begging Nike to take it. And Nike says, well, we have or don't want anything to do with the hockey brand. That's not for our branding. We don't want it. So at that point, Adidas backed out. Nike doesn't want you. I, I think this is the only place you go. I mean, unless you were going to go to New Balance. Well, we're a starter. <laughs> yeah, we'll go back to starter.
1: <laughs> I, I need so some it, new, new coats. Adidas had a seven-year deal that started in 2017-18 season for $70 million. So the NHL got $10 million a year from Adidas to be their official uh, supplier. Jersey supplier. Mm-hmm. And now the Fanatics deal is going to be. Of course, this article doesn't fucking tell you. Uh, let me look it up really quick. Fanatics bullshit. I just can't believe that. Fanatics. Like, yeah, 10 year deal. Didn't. I don't think they announce it because none of these articles. They they probably keep it a secret. Yeah. They don't want anyone to know. They only say 10 years, 10 years, 10 years. It's my fourth article, 10 years, no money involved.
0: I'm going to guess they don't want to release it. That's oh boy. Oh boy.
1: I mean, to be honest, outside of like some of the reverse retros, the NHL jerseys, did start going downhill once they had the, uh and, and I know they fixed it, but the uh, apron look at the waist of the jerseys. Remember that loot they used to have?
0: Yeah, the flare. Yep.
1: Yeah, like, holy shit, those were bad. So, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of Fanatics, and I think they're like the Amazon of apparel where it's just flood the market with as much, get as many licensing deals as you can. And then just flood the market with that brand name but shitty quality to make as much money as possible.
0: Shitty airline so. to help you.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, so that's not happening until 2024-25 season. So we have one more season left with uh Adidas here. Um the other topics I know we wanted to go into just running through here really quick. Uh, We're going to talk about the Bedard Lottery. Um, The NHL competition committees is almost proposing – well, not almost proposing. They're proposing further talks on adding a second coaches challenge. And then obviously we'll get into your boys in Boston who are struggling lately. I think they've only won by one or two goals each of the last few games. It's disappointing. Uh, (laughs) Disgusting. (laughs) Uh, But first I want to get into – How's that not a penalty Uh, in or out for the playoff bubble teams here in the Western Eastern conference Um, in the East, the six top six are locked up and the order is pretty much locked up. Um, I'm saying that because even though Tampa Bay is only behind Toronto by three points, they have Toronto's two games in hand. So I'm just going to call that a wash. Um, So we're really just looking at the wild card here for the Eastern conference. Right now, the first uh, wild card is the Islanders with 82 points. Second wild card is the Penguins at 80 points. And then behind them, the only team in competition is uh, Florida, one point behind Pittsburgh at 79 points. Pittsburgh's been struggling lately. They have a negative goal differential. Tristan Jari has not looked right. Um, They're they're basically down to three healthy defensemen or quality NHL defensemen uh, in Pittsburgh. Florida has been surging. Where do you see it going with those three teams? Which two make it, and which order do you think they make it in?
0: I got Island. Well, let me rephrase this. I have Florida than the Islanders. Okay. I I think Pittsburgh's out. I'm with you. They've been plummeting a lot lately. Have not been as good as advertised, in essence. Um, The goaltending has been horrific. And right now, I know you like them. Matty Kachuk, man, has been on fire and carrying this team. <laughs> uh, do I get a little nervous that this team can be surging at just the right time to make some noise in the playoffs? Yes, I do. I just think they're going to keep continuing on the trajectory at this point. So I think that'll put them ahead of the Islanders. So I think it'll be... Florida Wild Card One, Islanders Wild Card Two. I would like
1: to see a seven-game playoff series. Kachuk going against Marshand for seven games.
0: Oh, Kachuk couldn't sniff his jock on that. Bucket, huh? <laughs> um, yeah. The other thing with Pittsburgh
1: is, I mean, this is what happens when you go for a cup every year, which is what you're supposed to do with the core that they have. So it's just. The cycle. This was eventually going to happen in Pittsburgh where guys started getting a little bit older. The caps started trimming their roster around the margins. You have one big injury or one disappointing season, and then you're fighting for your playoff lives. So, the thing that really took a dive for them this year was their uh, forward group, their third and fourth lines, just atrocious this year. Jeff Carter looks toast. So, I think that's he what a, really hurt them. Carter had a great start, too. Yeah, it just hasn't been good. I mean, Pittsburgh fans were chanting fire at Hextall a couple of weeks ago at home, so it's not looking good there. I agree with you, though. Islanders and Panthers in the same order. I have Panthers, wild card 1, Islanders, wild card 2. Um, Ottawa fizzled. They, they looked were, like they were making a run there, and then they just... They, they were out. hot, and then they fizzled out. Yep. And, you know... The Atlantic Division, I know they're not going to be making a playoffs this year, but all bunched together, three young, up-and-coming teams, Ottawa, Buffalo, Detroit. So I know everybody expected you guys to go down this year in terms of, like, uh, placing the standings, but you look at the Atlantic Division. I mean, the whole Eastern Conference at this point. Looking forward to next year already. Like, the worst – you can – right off Montreal – because they're going to be in a rebuild for another probably two seasons before they start turning the corner here. Yep. But outside of that, you can talk yourself into any one of the teams that missed the playoffs being a wild
0: card team next year. I agree. I mean, Buffalo at one point w- was still about two weeks ago. They started making their decline. But before that, they were very much in the picture.
1: Yeah, and even Columbus. Like, Obviously, it's, it would be a huge story if they make a jump from 60 points to a wild card team. But you look at the roster they have, it's not that bad. And they have a, a couple good young forwards coming up in the prospect line. They have their two star players up front. Uh, Renski will be back next year healthy. So you never know. And that's a team that's going to probably finish, that it will be finishing dead last in the conference. And you can squint and see, like, ah, I could see if some things go the right way um, then making a go of it for a, a playoff contention. Um, so that said, if that's how the standings end up, the first round of the Eastern Conference playoffs would be the Boston Bruins versus the New York Islanders, uh, Carolina Hurricanes versus the Florida Panthers, the Toronto Maple Leafs versus the Tampa Bay Lightning, and the New Jersey Devils versus the New York Rangers. I like the first round. I'm
0: not going to lie. Yeah,
1: I don't know which – usually there's one series where it's like on CNBC at 8 o'clock, you're like – Ah, I'll skip this game.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think we're going to have that on this one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but then moving out west, uh, this is where things are really exciting and going down to the wire here, even in the quote-unquote division brackets. Central division right now, you have a tie for first place. Dallas and Minnesota at 90 points, and then you have the defending champs at 88 points right behind them uh Colorado we've been talking about this all year and we've been asking each other when are they going to turn it on here well they turned it on yeah so, they just got here yeah yeah so there those three are competing for the division title and then 2 3 for home ice advantage and then in the Pacific division you have Vegas uh, at 94 points the Kings at 92 and the Oilers at 90 who have turned it on five game win streak here um so again three teams competing for the division title and then to two three home ice advantage i still cannot believe that la is second in the, in a division and that their offense is outperforming most teams in the conference agreed like i thought they would have one of the worst offenses in the conference western conference this year so uh more shit on my record and then for the walla card currently I would say the only two teams <laughs> I think in real contention for the wild card spot are just Seattle and Winnipeg. Calgary's kinda hanging around, but they haven't shown any type of get up and go where they can go on a run here or they're showing any type of you know veteran team presence where they get two in a row and then it's just gonna reel off four or five. I think they, they win one, they lose one. They win two, they lose two. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they're gonna be able to make up too much ground. Um, is floating there, but they have like 27 guys injured. So I think that kind of seals the deal. So I think the playoff teams are set in the West. It's just a matter of where do you have everybody finishing? And I know we really only talked about the wild card in the East, but as of right now, what are your full one, one through three division prediction and then a two wild card in order? In order.
0: Okay. So I have... Colorado is going to jump Minnesota and Dallas. okay. So I'm going to have Colorado one. I'm going to have Minnesota two, Dallas three. I just think that's how that's going to fizzle out. On the other end, I'm going to go Vegas one, Edmonton two, Kings three. And then I see the wild card exactly the way it is with Seattle one, Winnipeg two. I think Nashville, like you said, the the horses are out of the stable. But the one thing is they have three games in hand on Winnipeg, which, I mean, that's a six-point swing. But I do not see them making that complete and utter jump. Well, let's see here, just to be very thorough about it.
1: Do they play each other the rest of the year? Uh Great. see, that's the thing. They only play each other one more time, Winnipeg and Nashville.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, even so. if it's just two points. But, hey, I mean, that, that, that with that being said, you have three three games in hand. One of the games is against them, so you cross out. So that could technically be eight points.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine if Winnipeg misses the playoffs in Nashville?
0: Uh, it came down to the wire had. and
1: that's what happened, Yeah. And Nashville had all the adversity that they had this
0: year, and they still were able to bounce out Winnipeg. That would be wild on the other end, like getting down to the nitty gritty and that happens. That'd be fucking insane. I think
1: uh, our boy Casey in uh, Winnipeg would be shown a door this summer.
0: Probably a big chance. Uh, Just throwing it out there to you. I know me and you were talking about it. Uh, Michigan State, Kansas State going to overtime, tied at 82. Oh, Michigan State better pull this fucking thing out. (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: So from my thoughts here, I think Colorado is not going to win a division. Okay. I'm going to go Dallas 1, Colorado 2, Minnesota 3. All right. I'm going to go Edmonton 1, Vegas 2, LA 3. And then I'm going to do – I don't know why, dude – they're my rider dies since the summer in terms of I feel like they've been under, underrated. I have Winnipeg being the first wild card over Seattle.
0: Okay.
1: I think with all the, the full slide that they've done in the second half of the year, and they're still essentially even with Seattle, I think they might be able to pull it out here, which puts it as, Um. well, who do you have finishing first overall? Because that will help me go through the playoff matchups here.
0: First overall, I have Vegas.
1: Okay. So in your Western Conference first round, it would be Vegas versus Winnipeg, Colorado mm-hmm. versus Seattle. Yes. Minnes- uh, Minnesota versus Dallas, and Edmonton versus LA. Mm-hmm.
0: That's Seattle Colorado series. I'm telling it you, dude. One. I like Seattle. No, <laughs> I'm not saying to win. I'm just saying I like the team. Hey,
1: anything that will help me root against Georgiev is fine by me.
0: Yeah, all right with that. All right, game yeah. on, baby. Let's play. <laughs> um,
1: yeah, so I have uh, Edmonton being first and Dallas being second. So my matchups would be uh, Edmonton versus Seattle, which is nice still. Dallas versus Winnipeg, Colorado, Minnesota, Vegas versus L.A that like Vegas that LA, LA, will be nice LA for home one. and
0: home. Yeah. Well, I was saying on the other end too just for uh with Vegas still being very new. I mean, in LA Vegas being so like that could be really good rivalry building too. Like, you know, you have two coaches who just took over there and you got Cassidy and McClellan. like, you know, it it could be really good.
1: Yeah, like I said, it's a short drive or a very short flight. If you want to go to all seven games, if it goes seven games, if you're a a Knights fan or a Kings fan, you want to go back and forth between the two. Because let's say you're a Kings fan and you live in Southern California. You already live in LA. You'll go to the game and then you can fly to Vegas for the weekend
0: for games three and four. And the other part of it, too, the LA part of it, now you got all the celebrities at the game, Uh, like, you know, in Vegas, which would make that even better. Yeah. Like, you know, that'd be a great series for the league. Yeah.
1: All right. Um. Let's say man that first round in the east is a fucking monster.
0: Dude, it's it's fucking executioner's row over
1: there. <laughs> like it's fucking crazy. So let's say everybody besides you the underdog wins each series, like the lower seed cuz I don't want to get into the so much of a hypothetical where all of we're like, Boston loses
0: in the first round. Like, whatever.
1: So, you guys as, beat...
0: I'm sorry. I was just going to say, so as of right now, Tampa beats Toronto. Yep. You guys beat Jersey. And yep. then it would Florida be... Florida beats Carolina. Florida beats Carolina.
1: So, then it would be Rangers versus Florida. You
0: versus Tampa to go to the conference final. Which still scares Like, Tampa still scares me. Like I Don't get me wrong. I understand... We're having a great year. I, I get that. But that team down in Tampa, like no, not saying they're slouch. I mean, 90 points this year doing pretty good. Like I just just because they may be a little bit older, all that experience. They still have Vasilevsky, even though he hasn't been the Vasilevsky of old, Like, I just think like there is that that team There's, scares me besides you guys
1: there's not another team in the East that I'm more concerned about facing in a series than Tampa. Yeah. Because you don't win cups by accident. They still have the best goaltender in the league. They have Cooper behind a bench. They're having a so-so year, and they have 90 points. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, I my fear is they're just kind of holding it because of all the deep playoff runs they've had a lot of games, a lot of mileage, and then it just holded it until the playoffs start. And then they just start playing like Tampa of the last two or three years again. So that's my biggest. Concern. I'll say
0: that, that's the scary part. Like you just said, Tampa of the last three years again. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know how that makes anybody feel comfortable.
1: <laughs> yeah. Or even like. I, I would love. Part of me wants to see, like, Austin Matthews go on a run here, but I just don't trust their goaltending. But part of me wants to see a a seven-game series, Tampa versus Toronto, even though you can't tell on the ice which team is which with the uniforms. And Game 7, in my scenario, is at home in Toronto, and they lose another Game 7 in the first round.
0: Dude, I'd like no bullshit. They would burn the Air Canada Center, like, <laughs> like, like I mean that too. Like, they would burn that fucking place down. Like, they would go crazy. Like, remember when uh, I appreciate you
1: not calling it the Scotia Bank Center Place arena, would, or whatever. I, the I, I would called. never, no. But like,
0: when the Bruins won in twenty eleven, Vancouver, they burnt the city to the ground. Yeah, like that's <laughs> probably what would happen.
1: Hey, As long as there's another couple making out in a street during the ride, it's fine. Um, yeah i I want to see that. I I desperately want to see Tampa versus Boston because I think that would is a heavyweight fight. Rangers Devils in the first round, like the Devils have a lot of talent, and if they weren't the Devils, it's like oh that'd be a, a tough matchup. But it's like you can't lose to the Devils, so like that's the pressure as a Ranger fan and as a Devils fan, where they're saying we can't lose to the Rangers in the first round after the year we had.
0: And, and just for travel that, purposes, I mean you're sleeping in your bed every night.
1: Oh yeah. Yep. And that's the other thing where I wish uh, somehow the Islanders made it to the second round and they were still in our bracket. So then it's Rangers Devils and then Rangers Islanders. And we just like never leave the city. (laughs) That that wouldn't be bad, right? So, um, all right. So we'll see where it goes. That's now entered into the record. So we'll see which one of us gets it right, even over. Same on the East, but in terms of predictions for the first round. Um, The other thing I know I definitely wanted to get into was the Bedard lottery thing. Um, I know I'm not a fan of the lottery system. We talked about this over the, over the summer where we were coming up with like crazy ideas to change the league and make it quote unquote more fun and more entertaining. Uh And my idea was the, First team that misses the playoffs gets the first overall pick. No lottery, no nothing. It's If you finish dead last in the league, you get the the uh, 16th pick. Yeah, you get to sit and spin on it, yeah. Yeah, you get no reward for finishing dead last. Um, but So it's a lottery, so obviously you have to weigh the odds and everything else. But right now the top five, well, bottom five. Columbus, San Jose, Chicago, Anaheim, and Montreal. Out of those teams, which team do you want Bedard to go to? And which team do you think needs him the most?
0: I would say for a need standpoint, Montreal needs him to revitalize that franchise, to, to bring it back to life, to give it more flavor. Yeah. For a want... I mean, I want Anaheim to get him. Could you imagine them unrolling (laughs) Zgris? Like, just the army of young guys that they would have would be insane. And they would be young and under contract altogether for a long time. Like, could put the place back on the map. I I think that would be incredible for Anaheim. I think the league where let's face it, there's certain things in California that haven't worked. Even when Anaheim won their cup there years ago, they thought it was like a recreation trophy. they like, they didn't know the glory of the Stanley (laughs) Cup. They brought
1: the cup to the beach and got like no attention.
0: Yeah. So I, I just think on the other end of stuff, like that team could be really good for a really long time. So, so that's my feel. I mean, I guess the other feeler would be Arizona could probably use a good superstar. I mean, just throwing that out there. So I'm going to, I'm going to disagree
1: pretty hard here. If he goes to Anaheim, I think that's the worst case scenario. Anaheim or San Jose is the worst case scenario for the National Hockey League. That's where Bedard goes to die in terms of being able to market him. Being able to develop a fan base, I know roster wise, him with Zegers and Terry and McTavish uh, and all those guys would be fun, but that's because we have a podcast about hockey and we care desperately about the sport. I don't think anybody in Anaheim would even know who the fuck he is if they won a the lottery and he took me. Be like, oh, I guess we just got some new guy. I I can't imagine the NHL wants him to go to Anaheim or San Jose because, like you said. Even if he's the next Sidney Crosby or better, let's say he's the next McDavid and Crosby all into one. and Ove- like He's the greatest thing since sliced bread. No one
0: would give a shit in California. Yeah, it wouldn't phase them. They would just be like, so, hey, does he drive an electric car? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I think that's worst case scenario. I would say who needs him the most is Columbus. I know they have Gaudreau. I know they have Linea. They have a couple of good young players, but they they have a good fan base. Yes. As, but they don't have like a, they, I mean they had Nash for a while, but they've never had a true generational talent. This guy is the face of the league or one of the faces of the league, guys on their roster. And I think getting Columbus back into it would help the rivalry with the Penguins uh, again. It's already a pretty good market. I compare it to Nashville. Like, it's a good, very good mid sized market for the league. So I think that would help them. I would put, like I want to say Chicago, but they purposely tanked. So fuck them.
0: <laughs> yeah, they unloaded so, everything.
1: I don't want to reward that. Um, so I want him to go to Columbus, where I think he's going to end up. Because of, you know, the quote unquote lottery. I don't think it's ever really a true lottery. I think they know exactly where these guys are fucking going.
0: He's going to end up in Montreal. And now, do you think the other way it's rigged in that sense of, you know, of course he'll end up in Montreal?
1: I would be, I would be stunned if Montreal didn't win the lottery, no matter where they finish. I think Montreal is going to win it. I, like, I'm not saying Bettman and the owners are in on it, but I think it's kind of like the plausible deniability where the people who are in charge of the lottery kind of know where the league would want it to go without the league having to tell them. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, no, I don't care how much they say in a sealed envelope from McKenzie and associates. No one's ever seen a Yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, you got the wrong one. <laughs> That's why I was shocked when the Rangers won a lottery two years in a row. Essentially, I was like, holy shit, they're rewarding us. Finally,
0: yeah, I just, I, I'm with you on that though. I just, it's hard to see Montreal not winning it, especially for they know what that franchise and what that city can do for the league. Yeah, and plus they don't have, like, a true friend guy coming up. No, and the other part of it, too, could be and would be Ottawa's on the rise. Toronto's Toronto, and if, God forbid, the league ever did expand to Quebec City, I mean, you have, at that point, if we want to say McDavid's better, like, the second best player in the world on your team. That that's pretty good, no? I so
1: I don't think Daniel's ever going back to Quebec, unfortunately. I think they'd put a second team in Toronto before they go back to Quebec. Um but just to live living at hypothetical, Matthews and Moner in Toronto, uh, Bedard in Montreal, the young guys led by Kachuk in Ottawa, and then you have Tage Thompson and Dylan Cousins in Buffalo right over the border. So pretty good collection of talent right in that little bubble. Yeah. Um, sorry, I lost my note really quick. So, yeah, I hope he doesn't end up in California. Like I said, it's you'll never hear of him again. Like he, He'll put up 100-point seasons every year, and you'll never know about it because, one, he plays at 10.30 p.m. Eastern time. Two, nobody shows NHL highlights. And three, nobody in California
0: cares. Now, going the other way, I mean, I know Chicago tanked San Jose. he would be great just to see on the other end if I mean they had Marlowe all those years, they had Thornton all those years, like there was a good nucleus there, obviously, there isn't really a good nucleus here now, but I'm just saying on the other end of could he go there and kind of be the next revolution of? Jumbo Joe and Patrick Marlowe, they kind of getting the thing going, or, or do you just, nah? So I,
1: I lived, so I know San Jose is south of San Francisco, but it's basically San Jose, the Sharks of the Bay Area hockey team. Mm-hmm. I lived in San Francisco for three and a half years. You want to know how many times I heard the name Patrick Marlowe, or or saw a Joe Thornton jersey, or a Brent Burns
0: fake beard? Zero.
1: So, and that was even when they were going close, to the finals,
0: That close to fucking the Shark Tank and, and nothing, huh? Nothing.
1: Wow. Nothing. Nobody talked about the Sharks. The Sharks weren't talked about on sports radio. Nothing. The only time the Sharks were talked about on sports radio was the one afternoon drive guy who loved uh, Donskoy's name and pronouncing it. He would always be like, Donskoy. And that's the only time the Sharks were ever mentioned on the radio. And that's when they were going to the conference finals. That was the same year they had that miraculous comeback against Vegas. Yep. The next day wasn't mentioned on Sports Talk Radio. Wow,
0: that's painful.
1: So Santa, the fans of the Sharks, the actual fans, and that's the thing. It's kind of like uh, – <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to piss off anybody in Vermont here. But Fish fans like to say – We've sold – they sell out the Garden every New Year's Eve, four sold-out shows. Yeah, it's the same 20,000 people
0: going to the show four times. I've noticed that too with them. They do have a uh, like a cult following. It's always the same people. Yeah, but it's the same people. So the
1: Sharks, that's how I like it. It's the same 20,000 people going to the game every time. <laughs> they don't have a big following. They just have a very devoted following. Just loyal. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's fair. So it's disappointing because if you put – from the time Joe Thornton and Marlowe teamed up in San Jose and then Burns came along and all that, if you put that run in a Northeast or Canadian market, they would be one of considered one of the better teams of the last decade in terms of like sports conversation. But because they were in San Jose, no one even knows how consistently good they were for a decade and a half. On the other end. That's great. Except for the black jerseys, those are I hate those fucking black jerseys. Um, last thing I have for you before we get into your boys in Boston, there's talk of the allowing a second coaches challenge, uh, possibly beginning next year. From what I see, it would expand to the coaches being able to, again, challenge for an offside, but also challenge for goal interference and puck over the glass delay a game penalty. One, do you even like a coach's challenge to begin with? Two, do you want, if you do like it, are you okay with a second one? And three, do you want it
0: expanded further or are you okay with what they're talking about? I I am more than okay with it. Uh, we used two on Saturday the 18th against Minnesota and we ended up uh, getting two goals called back against Minnesota, which was mm-hmm. great. Um. No, I I like the expansion part of it with the up and over the glass. There's always like some of them are blatantly obvious, straight up and over. But then there's was it tipped what it's not. It's a linesman's call that could be across the other side of the ice. Hard to tell instantly if it was deflected or, you know, your follow through hit their stick, but the puck didn't get deflected. Yeah, I mean, for a game that we have that is very fast. I think you want a consistency with calls, but B I mean, if you're a coach, there is still that chance of if you challenge it and you're wrong, the other team goes on the penalty. So I, I still love that part of it. Yeah. If you want to challenge it, go for it. But if you're wrong, it's still going to cost you.
1: I agree. The And again, this isn't, Exactly what they're talking about. I can't stand the penalty for puck over glass because one of these days, while that's implemented, it's going to decide like a Stanley Cup final or turn a series in a final, and it's going to be that's when the NHL is going to say, "Oh, the Board of Governors are going to review the, uh, the penalty and then they'll change it because the team losses." It's like the Brett Hole goal against Buffalo. They changed it immediately after, but that doesn't help Sabres fans. So I agree. I like the challenge. I want it to be only, you can only challenge if you were called for delay of game. Not if you think it was delay of game. Because then it's going to slow the game down.
0: If, so if like, they call say, the penalty, then you can challenge it.
1: Yeah, so like, let's say they say uh, McAvoy flipped it over to glass in Game 7. You, Boston can challenge it. But if Tampa thinks McAvoy flipped it over to glass, but the linesman didn't call it, they can't stop playing and say, hey, that went over.
0: See, Yeah, I mean... it's like just that. challenging. That's all it is, yeah. I, I would rather so. it be right. You, you know, that, that's just my thing. I, I'd rather yeah. it be right than fucking... Like you said, it's it cost someone in the finals over something stupid.
1: All right. Well, besides that, your boys in Boston kind of slowing down a little bit. Only four wins in a row, seven of the last ten. Um, I think they're at two hundred and eighty-five points on the season. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> how's it been going for you guys up in Boston? How's everybody's health? Um, are there any kind of lines or? special team things that you still need to work
0: out in advance of game one. Yeah. I mean, we still need to get our power play going a little bit. We're still having some kinks there. Um, I'm still curious to see in a full lineup where Taylor Hall ends up slotting. I think it's going to be on that third line somewhere and then how the other lines fiddle out. Um, I'm also wondering too, and it's, It sounds crazy to say we have been on a one game on one game off for the goaltenders, which is fine. It's been working. But my only thing is when we get to the playoffs, is it indeed going to be Linus? Is it going to be sway? Are there they still going to switch back and forth? Because I mean, legitimately they can do that. They've been working great, which is crazy. And, oh, fuck, Michigan State lost. That kills me. Um, (laughs) I just think that it's one of those things of you have a great backup right now in Swayman. Obviously, like you said, you're saying they can't go back and forth. I don't see it being, if they did go back and forth, how uh, it was the carousel uh, who kept flip-flopping the goalies last year? I mean, the Penguins just because of injuries. No, not because of injuries. Who was going back and forth? Oh, was it Minnesota where they were going with Flurry and then Talbot last year?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Two games, and then they would go to two games and 1-1. One, one,
0: like, so. I could see legitimately, and it's crazy to say, I could see the Bruins going one 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 the whole way. But like you said, if you come out game one and fucking Linus gives you a thirty-save shutout, it's hard. That's the thing. Going back and forth, you know. <laughs> That's the thing when it comes to the playoffs,
1: where it's like you can't leave yourself open to second-guessing yourself and also introducing uh, confusion in the room. And I think, like you said, if the plan is, if you go into it and you say. We're going to go one and one. Well, who starts game one? Okay, let's say it's Olmark. And and you already commit to Swayman game two. But like you said, Olmark, 30 save shutout. You're going to bench him for game two? And then what happens if you do and Swayman has a poor game and you lose game two? And then it's, you know what I mean? I think you need to pick one and just go with it. I don't think it's going to be a problem with either of the goalies if they're not the one who's chosen. I don't think that's a concern. I don't think the room is going to be rattled by, Oh my God, I can't believe we didn't go with Swayman or we didn't go with Omar. I just think you leave yourself open to second guesses. If you're going back and forth and trying to get cute when it comes to goaltending.
0: No, I agree. I just, I don't know what the plan is. And it's like, what are you going to do? You have probably the Vezina trophy winning goalie on your team and you're going to go back and forth. Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I just think they need to figure out a a game plan as to whatever it is it's going to be. That's every uh, nice, though. Yeah, I know. It sounds awful. Um, As for what's left, I mean, we have basically home and homes every weekend, the whole way out. Like, this weekend we have Tampa 1 o'clock matinee at home, and then Sunday we have a 5 o'clock away game in Carolina. So we're playing back-to-backs a lot of the weekends. I think I don't want to say rest or maintenance or whatever, but I do think on the back to backs, there's going to be certain guys that aren't going to play. Maybe Craig maybe Berge, maybe Marshy. You you should arrest them. Yeah. So I think there'll be a little bit of that. Uh, Hall is skating by himself, getting closer and closer. Forbort is out the remainder of the regular season. They're hoping he'll be a go for the playoffs. He blocked a shot the other night, looked awful. Um, Yeah, I'm just, I don't want to say I'm looking forward or past everybody that we're playing, but I think going into it, we are still going to want to have something of substance. I don't, I don't think you want to go into, even if you're bringing up guys from Providence or X, Y, and Z's playing, I don't think you want to go into the playoffs on a 0-3 skit. You know, yeah. so, so I do think that we are still going to play, hopefully play up to our potential, and go from there. That's that's all I'm hoping for.
1: Yeah, because you don't want another. Uh, I won't even say it. I I just knocked on wood for you. Yeah, so well, I'll just move past it. I want to put any uh any bad juju out there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to get blamed for by Big Kev and then not be able to visit to see the Massachusetts. And, 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 and,
0: then, and then you'll get to a birthday sharpshooter, you know, never get <laughs> from
1: Big Kev. Um, but other than that, I did want to make an NHL-specific shout-out okay. um, to former Ranger Brian Boyle, who announced his retirement yesterday. So did he score or did he not score there? I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. Holy shit. He made the save. I'm going to have to send you that after the game. Chochuk had made a nice dangle around Anderson, had a wide open net. And when he went to tuck it in, somehow Anderson got it with his left leg. I'm not describing it very well, but I thought that was a for sure goal. Oh, it hit the post and and bounced right back into Anderson's legs.
0: And I will say too, today has definitely been like the, uh, ADD episode for us. We have just been all over the place.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm dealing with a home of home against Carolina right now. So, uh, but yeah, just want to give a shout out uh, Brian Boyle, former Ranger, scored a big goal uh, in our 2014 run to the Stanley Cup final, uh, came back, battled back from his cancer diagnosis, really reinvented himself after nearly becoming a full on first round bust from the Kings. Um, so, Congrats to him. He basically played for every team in a uh Metro division in his career.
0: <laughs> Legitimately. I'm actually surprised he never made it to uh <laughs> made it up here to the to the Bruins. It just seemed like it, it was it bound was inactive, to be. But... It just seemed like it was one of those things that it was meant to be because he was always fucking always lurking. There we go. Foxy with the goal. All right.
1: Look at that, Panarin with a pass, just like I always say. Keep passing.
0: <laughs> always pass. It's all it's good for you. Um, uh, but that's all I have. You got anything on your end? No, man, I, I got nothing. You you got any shout outs for the week? Now are you in the new place and you're set up and ready to go or what?
1: Uh no shout outs yet. I actually have been dealing with uh, a slight pinched nerve slash torn uh tendon in my left leg since I got here. Oh, that sounds
0: sounds lovely.
1: Yeah, it's been fantastic not being able to walk. So basically, the only movement I've been able to do outside of painfully assembling furniture and doing some yard work, some light yard work, is walking Kobe about a quarter mile each walk. So I haven't really been able to do too much, but yesterday started turning a corner a little bit. Today's a little bit better. So I'm hoping by the end of the weekend, I'm at the point where I can start getting moving again and. Uh, kind of checking out some places.
0: All right. Well, well, that'd be good. I'm sure the Cobster would love to get out as well. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: we have a yard here now for her, so it's nice to just be able to open up the back door and let her have her Zoomies.
0: Yeah, you're like, all right, now get your ass back in the house. Hurry up.
1: <laughs> what about you? How's, uh, how's your end? How's the fam? What's going on with uh, your boyfriend, uh, Strat Daddy?
0: The, the Strat Daddy, uh, he's all right. We're actually going to see him on... Saturday, we're going to Chris Stefano, So it'll be me, him, and uh, oh, okay. Steven Sierra's where. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah, no, just, just excited to uh, see where it ends up. I, I just, I don't know. I think it's. He has tickets to the Bruins Saturday. So the games at one we'll probably try to meet them there at four, but we got the late show at fucking nine thirty for for Stefano. So we're going to be in town for like five hours by ourselves unsupervised beforehand. It sounds What's... like it's going to be awful.
1: Is that two or three level bar across from the garden? Still there. I the greatest bar.
0: Greatest bar is still there. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Just go there for, for a few hours. I'm sure you'll be in great shape to heckle, uh, Stefano when he
0: gets on stage. Oh, I was going to say, I'm sure I'll get the fucking boot quick. Like, this one, get him <laughs> out of here. I wonder if we'll make it to that, but we're hoping for the best. We're hoping.
1: I'll text you how it was, and you're like, we never actually made it there. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, you know, it sounded like a great idea, but yeah, I just never uh, weren't able to get on stage, so.
1: All right. Well, if that's the case, we got to get one more regular episode in before we do our uh, playoff previews, so we got it. We have two weeks two and a half weeks to get one more in and Then we get one more in before the playoffs start and then
0: we're full-on playoff series mode. I like it I am just so I- I'm ready pal. I- I'm April 17th. Where are you at? Just got to avoid the uh, playoff parlays Fuck dude, I I've I've had some of these March Madness ones going And uh, granted, thank you, DraftKings, and thank you, FanDuel, for letting me use all of your money, which makes it a lot easier to do. But holy shit, man, it's like, now you just casually look at it, you know, just wiggling the thumbs, like, what's the worst that could happen, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm hoping I'm going to hit on one of these for the Yukon, but then I need gonzaga to win later so it's like these these parlays are killing me but shit the payouts are nice use gonzaga playing uh ucla i need oh. gonzaga to win and i need them to get over 71 and a half i already got yukon on the money line which they're gonna win they're up by 20 and they already have over 71 and a half so the first part's done do you do your job do your job <laughs> all right
1: well same bad time, same bad channel.
0: I love it. So, we'll catch y'all then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We were good. We were gold. Kind of dream that can't be sold. We were right till we weren't. Built a home and watched it burn. Yeah. Mm-hmm.